0: Let's just go to the Word and I'll prepare for what God has for us today and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll set ourselves up for prayer. Hebrews chapter 8, and verse number 5, speaking of the earthly tabernacle and its furniture, uh, it says uh, they serve as a sanctuary, at a sanctuary that is a copy and shadow of what is in heaven. This is why Moses was warned when he was about to build the tabernacle. See to it that you make everything according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. Praise the Lord. Now if we have that picture I would appreciate if we put it up. Uh, This is a a picture of the, the pattern that God gave to Moses. Moses received this design on the mountain, he came back from the mountain and he gave instructions and they built this tabernacle according to the specifications that God had commanded. Alright, so uh, what I wanted us to see and understand here is primarily that this is God's design. This is not Pastor Z's idea, this is not Abba's idea. This is not even, you know, any concoction of man. This is God's design. Everybody say God's design. All right, so it's important that we understand God's design. What he says here according to Hebrews is that this is a, a, a shadow, a pattern and a shadow of the reality which is in heaven. Hallelujah. So, so what we have here, uh, it's it's not the real thing, but it is a shadow. When you see the shadow you can get an idea of what the real thing looks like. God was speaking to us something of a reality through this shadow. Amen. God's idea. Alright, so I know this is a bit of review. But review, if it's, if it's important, review is good. What we said is this first furniture piece, it's called the brazen altar. And that is where an animal was sacrificed, a lamb, a, a, a bull, something that has life has to be killed at the brazen altar. Blood has to be shed, okay? It is burned. And then we talked about the second piece which is the bronze laver where the priest washes his hands and his feet before he enters into the presence of God. We also added the note that's very important. Bronze labor, it was not made out of wood or stone. It was built out of bronze type mirror material. So so what we have here, uh, the priest had to wash himself, but not just wash himself. He also had to see his reflection in the mirror. And what we talked about that, that that's so important, that in light of Christ's finished work, that what the priest is doing is seeing himself as clean, seeing himself as righteous, seeing himself as separated from everything that he had done before, because before he came to the bronze labor, he came to the brazen altar. Hallelujah. So, so uh, what I was, what I was uh, working through is that these two things, they go together. If we're doing business with God, it is important that we understand what these mean and what it means. Because the next step is the presence of God. The next step is where God lives. The next step is where we go to have fellowship with God. We don't just go and have fellowship with God. There is a process to the program. There is a way into the presence of God. And we have to follow the the, 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 the map, if you would, into God's presence. We need to understand what the shadow of the finished work means, and we underneath have to understand what the shadow of the bronze labor means. If we do not, it will be a little bit of a challenge to fully understand God's presence, and what God wants for us, and how God wants to fellowship and deal with us. The brazen altar, it represents Jesus Christ and his sacrifice. It's a shadow, but the reality is Christ himself. Who has become our Passover the Lamb, Passover Lamb, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world? That's your amen point right there. All right, Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Okay. The next piece it represents uh, the healing of the conscience and to see ourselves as righteous. And I was telling, I'm a service, and I think it's also good, pretty much in every. Church tradition, we preach, we preach about Jesus very good. We, we got that down as the church, but we have not dealt properly with this bronze labor. We preach Christ, but we have to also preach the bronze labor or teach the bronze labor because the two go together. You cannot have one without the other. One is the price that was paid. The other is the product that was fulfilled because of the price that was paid. All right. If you remember when Adam and Eve sinned, uh, it, it was not their sin that caused them to run and hide from the presence of God. It was the fact that they saw themselves as naked, that they ran from the presence of God. So here we deal with the sin, but there, that's where we kill that wrong view of self. And I would like to suggest also, as I did last week, that the enemy is not concerned about how much we know about Jesus. He is concerned about how much we know about ourselves. Hallelujah. And that's what the bronze labor does. It changes whatever dirt we had and causes us to see ourselves as righteous in the sight of God. So today we're not just preaching Jesus, we're also preaching ourselves in light of what Jesus has done. Because that is the finished product. That is the full circle. Amen. If you pay for something, you have to get what you paid for in Jesus' name. I was telling the story. There's a, a special restaurant in the world that I've grown fond of. It's not available here yet. Uh, but, but there's a restaurant in America and now all over the world called Five Guys Restaurant. Okay, May the Lord help us today. Okay, Cut service short so we can get some lunch. But you have to understand my personal history with Five Guys, amen? Just sit down and let me explain. <clears throat> five Guys restaurant, we used to visit this restaurant when it was just one, one store. They only had one restaurant on, 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 in Alexandria, Virginia, on King Street. Come on somebody, come on somebody. We used to drive all the way to get their burgers because they had amazing... Just, it's just something about, you know, there's a burger and then there's a burger. Stay with me, stay with me. There's, hallelujah. It's the moment right now. Now, this burger is special. I knew it when it was one restaurant. Now, they have franchised and they have covered not just all of America, but they have covered the whole world. You can find... Find five guys anywhere. And, and you know, many of you know, I'm, I'm studying in, 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 in the UK now. And you be, the most amazing thing in, in the city where I study, hallelujah, in Oxford, I found a five guys restaurant. And even like from the place where I was staying to where my, my school is, it's right in, the, in between, right in the middle. So that means, you know, breakfast lunch and dinner until I finished all my money and then I had to go to you know get that British plastic food. May the Lord help us. But, but uh, the idea is that it's such a, a, an amazing place. Now this is the thing, if you go to Five Guys alright with your appetite, you pay your money and then you walk out of the store, there's nothing wrong with what you paid but there is something wrong with what you walked away with. You didn't take your food and walk, walk away with with your food. What's paid for has to be taken with you. Okay, okay. What, what is it? Katinya, uh, Mama, whatever. Shiro, a bit. All right. Whatever it is, you don't just pay and leave. You make sure that whatever is paid for, you walk out of with the exact thing that was paid for. You don't go to the supermarket and pay 100 worth of food or whatever you got and then just walk out you have to walk out with the confidence that this stuff is paid for i'm free to take this stuff all right in the same way when it comes to the things of god lord help us hmm? with, with the, the the things that christ jesus paid for it's important that we walk out with every single thing that he paid for And that's what that bronze labor is for, it's to make sure that everything that was paid for is now fully ours. It is a problem if it's been paid for and we have walked out still feeling unrighteous, still feeling guilty. We talked about this last week. Now because of His finished work, formerly we were alienated from God. But now, hallelujah, we have been reconciled to God by Christ's physical body through death. Eh? To present us holy and blameless, without blemish, and free from accusation. Amen. Paid for. Hallelujah. and that's what, that's what you're looking at right now. Right now. Hallelujah. Hmm? Because it's been paid for. So it's very important that we walk away with what's paid for. And understand what's been paid for. And understand the difference between paid for and earned for. The Old Testament was a righteousness that had to be earned. The New Testament, the price has been paid. Cha-ching. And you have every right to take your righteousness, to take your image of God, to take your holiness, hallelujah, to take your cleanliness, to wash your hands and wash your feet, hallelujah. Uh, Can can we say amen? amen? Not because you're so sharp, but because he paid for it. Not because you're the number one Beza Church member, but because he paid for it. But because it's been paid for. Hallelujah. Your righteousness has been paid for. It's imparted to you. It's a gift. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. So, so it's important to uh, uh, understand and uh, embrace this, 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 this understanding. We talked about last week. If this pulpit represents righteousness. Okay. And we are over here to get righteous before God, and as an Old Testament, Old Covenant believer, there were so many rules that we had to follow to earn this righteousness. As New Covenant believers, it's paid for. Okay, so what it means that it, since it's been paid for, that means our starting point with God is right here. Hallelujah. And so it's dangerous when we mix these two things or get this confused, particularly as New Covenant believers. It's like walking out of five guys with no food. All right? That doesn't make sense. It's been paid for. So we have to walk out of church today with our, our, our shoulders back, with a little bit of confidence. How do you understand that? Well, I'm not perfect, but it's paid for. Amen? And I think we've made a lot of mistakes in the body of Christ as new covenant believers, especially you know in this country, we have a, a, a social uh, culture we feel like, uh, it, like free things are very hard, we always fight to pay for each other, you know how it is. It's kind of like the, the, the my righteousness, I no you, me, no, no, no. But I want to confirm for you today, paid for, paid for. No yulingta, no cultural stigma, paid for means paid for. So, so whether I stayed up all night or not praying, eh, I start from the same position because pray for, as far as righteousness is concerned. Amen. So don't let anybody lie to you. Don't let, and the enemy would love to mess, us, mess with us with this stuff so that we are always questioning ourselves. We remember we talked about the question of the spirit realm. The warfare that the enemy brings to your life is centered in one question. Who are you? And if you don't answer properly, he will get the upper hand over you. Remember the seven sons of Sceva. He overpowered them because they did not have an answer for who are you. And when we know who we are, he's already defeated. It's like the superstar walks into the, into, the, into the room. Everyone knows who he is just because of who he is. Hallelujah. You are the superstar in Christ Jesus. Come on, somebody. You are the righteousness of God. The whole spirit realm is on high alert because you just woke up in the morning and said a hallelujah. You said a hallelujah and they went, the righteous said hallelujah. So if he can mess with you, you see, you know how it is. Like both America and Russia, may the Lord protect me from being too political. But both of them have weapons of all sorts pointed at each other. All right. So anything can happen anytime. Not so much now, but you know, in previous years with pre-Cold War uh, uh, type of situations. So the battle was a matter of diplomacy, of talking and convincing and unconvincing each other. The power was there, but, and that's what the enemy does with us. He knows where the power is now, but it's diplomacy. He tries to convince you to put down your weapons, to step down, to step back. But we are not stepping down. We, uh, maybe that wasn't the best example. But with our enemy, we are not stepping down and stepping back. Yeah. Who are you? I know who I am. I'm sorry. It's already too late. That that confidence that God gives you is solely because you not because of how good you are how perfect you have been but because of how well you understand that this is paid for the cross was not just to be preached Christ to be preached alone but it was supposed to be carried to the brazen altar. Uh, to the bronze labor, where we now see ourselves differently. Where Adam and Eve saw themselves naked, we see ourselves as fully clothed. We, where they saw themselves as running from the presence of God, we see ourselves as healed. And we run straight into the presence of God because God has provided us a fully paid for, finished work in Jesus name. Alright? Anything as New Covenant believers that starts us here, it's a doctrine of demons. Paul called this a doctrine of demons. It's the diplomacy of the devil. Eh? Don't marry certain this, that, that. People forbidden to marry 1st Timothy 4. Eh? Certain foods are not allowed to be eaten because if you eat them then you will no longer be righteous. And Paul said this is the doctrine of demons. It's acting like as if the price has not been paid and you have work to do. It is a finished work. We receive the finished work by faith. Hallelujah. And faith alone. Hallelujah. You know how it is. We, we have this problem in the church. Uh, I thought so and so was painted. Painted doesn't do that. Painted doesn't do this. And we're constantly struggling on this side of, of the, the, the coin. And we create all kinds of drama and headache for people. Uh, uh, and it's a doctrine of demons. We are starting from right here as the righteousness of God. Amen? Okay, if you don't want to start here, I'll start right here in Jesus' name. Paid for. Hallelujah. And we go from here. We move from here. Amen. Now I was uh, reading this uh, story. Uh, actually, yeah, let me go to the scripture as well. Hebrews. Hmm, oh, I, I left out a lot of scripture. Okay. Depending on where we start. Hmm, uh, what, what, what proper engagement with the finished work does. Is it, it? It doesn't change what we do as believers, per se, but it changes how we do what we do. Meaning that you could be right here and you will sing the same song. You know, like even you came to worship, sing the same song as the one who is right here. It's not a different song; it's the same song. But when you sing it from here, it's different. It's like a different flavor you can do your service and ministry to the lord you can do the same service from here and you can also do it from here it's the same act of service but it's different it's different by way of the the flavor there is a a a joy that that comes when you do it from here there is an attitude of confidence when you do it from here there's a, 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 a how do you say a peace that comes with doing it from here same activity, different verses. Uh, 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 Matthew 6.33. If we read that from here, it's very different than when we read it from, from over there. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto, unto you as well. Now, if we start that verse from here, that means, oh, my goodness, I have to seek for the, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Lord, help me find that righteousness. I'll try to be more righteous so that all these things can be added unto me. All right. You, you see how the problem that we have right here. But, but if we do the same verse from over here, it's quite different because it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Where is his righteousness? Where is his righteousness? See, see, 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who knew no sin to become sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I just found the righteousness. You you see see what I'm saying? So it's a little bit of a, a, a mental shift that involves faith that causes us to see ourselves. This gets dangerous when we get into spiritual activity because sometimes God pours out his spirit without uh, you know, the, the gifts of the Spirit are exactly that, gifts. They are free, just like salvation. But if we have this mentality and God anoints us with gifts, I've seen this happen before. We get very funny with the, that gift because we somehow think that God used us to heal so-and-so because we are so righteous. And we mix the two and it creates co- confusion. So we have great power and great rules at the same time. And the more God uses you, the more strict you become with the, with the rules. I'm thinking of so many examples right now. I'm going to step down because I don't want to get in trouble. But you know what I'm saying. It's not you. It has never been you. It, was not, it has been paid for. It's just a matter of you recognizing what he has done. Hallelujah. And walking in faith in that victory paid for. Take your groceries and walk out of the store with confidence. Take your Five Guys burger and walk out. Eat that thing. It's been paid for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 9. In verse number 13. It says, The blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkled on those who are ceremonially unclean, sanctify them so that they are outwardly clean. All right? Verse 14. How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death, so that we may serve the living God. The thing I wanted us to see there, I think it's a powerful verse, it talks about everything paid for, but then it says, how much more would the, we, um, uh, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death, so that we may serve the living God, so that we may serve, we cannot truly serve the living God, if our consci- until our conscience has also been cleansed. Did, did you see that? We start serving God when our conscience is cleansed. Anything on that side is not serving God. Did you see that? Everything that we do on this side is where we start serving God. This side of righteousness. What's done back there doesn't really count. Even your best. The Bible says our righteousness is as filthy rags before Him. Who do you think you are? Hmm? Your best doesn't come even close to his worst. So what he did was he gave you his own righteousness. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, not the righteousness of Pastor Z. Thank God. All right. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty good. Don't get me wrong. Okay. But the standards of God's holiness are too too serious. You don't mess with that. So he imparted it to us as a gift. Walk out of five guys today with a burger, or gunnet cutphobe, or mulushuro fully paid for with a full stomach with joy and confidence come on somebody it's paid for all right in acts chapter three the bible tells the story of peter and john when they came to the temple you remember you remember the story uh i I saw the scripture it's a long passage to read so i'll just summarize because there's some meat that I, I think is important for us to understand. The Bible says that Peter and John came to the temple at the ninth hour, the hour of prayer. Okay? And they were coming into the temple. While they were on their way into the temple, they saw a lame man who was begging for alms. All right? So Peter came to the lame man, and he looked at him, and he, he had him also look at him as well. He said, look at us. In the Amarinya, it says, eh? Come on, somebody. All right, so they looked at each other and Peter said these words, Mind you, silver and gold I do not have, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And they bent down, helped him up. Immediately his knees and his ankles became strong and he went in with them into the temple, leaping and jumping and praising God. I know it's a miracle that happened 2,000 years ago, but it's good to give a hand clap. Been still. Hmm? Now, the thing that I wanted us to focus on here, and the thing that really blessed me about this story, it's, it's the mindset of, of Peter. Okay? The mindset of Peter. Knowing what he had. All right? Now, now uh, the, the order is he is on his way to prayer. He hasn't got there yet. Okay. On his way to prayer, he sees the lame man, he heals the lame man, eh? and then he walks into prayer. That goes against our paint a Doctrine. Paint a Doctrine, first, we pray. First, don't talk to me, I'm praying. Hmm? Have you ever had that? <laughs> you, don't, you don't have that? Actually, sometimes people call me, they say that, Pastor, I'm sorry, I thought you would have been in prayer. I do pray, but not that much, Lord. I mean, I pray. Emma, I pray. I pray. I'm going to get in trouble today. I can feel it now. Mm. Alright, but in this story, according to the scriptures, Peter was on his way to prayer. He was not in prayer. So our order is pray and build your faith up. Come on, somebody. Build your spiritual stamina and sh- shandai yoko all right. Then you get righteous. Why do you get righteous? Because you prayed. And now because you're righteous, you go to the healing. Prayer, righteousness, healing. Peter messes up that doctrine on that day because he has not even prayed yet. He is on his way to prayer. You see? And while he's on his way, he sees the lame man. So it's healing and then prayer. Peter, you have to pray all night. Huh? In order to get a healing like that but look what peter said hallelujah said silver and gold i do not have but such as i have give i thee peter knew that he had something and he was not going into prayer to get that something he already had it before he went into prayer that means that something had transpired in his... First of all, the, the big thing is that it means that Peter was conscious of what he, he was carrying. He was conscious of what was paid for. Now, if you go by Peter's track record, this is the same Peter who denied Jesus just a few days ago. He says, I don't know the man. He wept bitterly. Eh? He was so embarrassed. He felt so much shame. That same Peter. Eh? So if that former Peter would have come and seen the lame, I'm not righteous. Do you know my story? I betrayed the Lord. Excuse me. I need some prayer. But Peter didn't say that. That means that Peter knows what he did. And Peter knows what's been paid for. And therefore, he knows what he's carrying out of the grocery store today. Hallelujah. We don't need prayer for this righteousness. We need to receive it by faith. Hallelujah. And he went to the lame man and said, Such as I have, give I thee. Then all three of them walked into the place of prayer together. This tells me that Peter was not going to prayer to get righteousness. Or to get points with God. Or to show God, look, I prayed. I went to prayer meeting. I was the first one there. Right on time. The ninth hour. Did you see the clock when I walked in? Punched in my time clock with God. Like we're working a job. No. No. He wasn't going to get righteous. He was going because he was righteous. Well, if he was already righteous, then why are you praying? Well, well, that place is the, the dwelling place. The tent is the dwelling place of God. We don't go to God with prayer to get righteous or to get points or to get more higher spiritual strength than we did before. We go into the presence of God just because. Because he wanted us just because not to work the project not to do the outreach not, he just wanted he just wanted you he paid the price so that he could have you hallelujah it's an unexplainable love you remember when adam and eve said adam where are you It was a fellowship that was broken. Now the fellowship has been healed. So Peter was fully aware of his righteousness, that all the requirements of the law had been fully met in him. There was nothing left that needed to be done by way of righteousness. He's going into prayer to have fellowship with the Father. Isn't that what Jesus says? I in you and you and me, may we be brought to complete unity so that the world would know. Hallelujah. We, we, this is, this is, we're just in this to be with Him. Just to be with Him. Whatever else comes is an overflow of, of that f- fellowship. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Just because. He just wanted us. He made us righteous because when our right, in, our, in our unrighteous state, we could not have fellowship with Him. Hallelujah. So what we're going to do today as a church... you you know uh, that lame man it's a lot like Ethiopia and and a lot like Africa. The legs are there the potential is there but it doesn't work Hmm? that's a good picture of Africa. So we're gonna in Jesus name eh, use this authority to lift a nation up on its feet again. It's not tomorrow's election that's gonna lift a nation on its feet. It is the prayers of the saints that's going to lift a nation on its feet the bible says that righteousness <laughs> exalts a nation yeah righteousness exalts a nation where's the righteous the righteous is over here trying to get righteous we are the righteous righteousness exalts a nation praise the lord uh, one of the things that i've uh was very convinced of and i believe and i believe it's 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 uh, it's what our vision is, redeeming nations in righteousness. One of the things that's so important that we, we, we are believing God for is not just a revival of people, but a revival of the land. That the land be restored. That God's glory be revealed in the, in the land. Maybe if, if I could explain. The Bible says in Genesis that one of the curses that came to Adam... Because of the sin. God told Adam, cursed is the, is the ground. Cursed is the land because of you. So Adam sinned. Because of Adam's sin, the land was cursed. Right? That means now that if we are truly in Christ Jesus and it's been paid for. That the land that was once cursed, it has to now be blessed. Yeah? Because of me. It's paid for. Whether you like it or not, this is paid for. It's a matter of waking up like Peter and says, okay, I'm here now. Uh, such as I have, give give IV. Hallelujah. Um, this, is, this is what I mean, like you understand that uh, okay, for example, 60% of the 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 global arable land is in Africa. How much? Six zero. Thank you, Lord. All right? Six zero percent eh, is in Africa. Uh, but Africa is the most dependent continent on food aid. Eh? And, and the food aid that we receive, it comes from countries that are half of the year under a sheet of snow and ice. I, I call that a curse. Just saying that there's something wrong there. This is actually Eden of the Bible. This is the most beautiful land, the blessed climate. You know, we don't have air conditioning units in Ethiopia, in Addis Ababa at least. Here, it's it's we don't we don't have it because we don't need it. I call that the Garden of Eden. Mm. We have the most arable land. We have so many minerals. We have blue and green energy. We have everything, but we we we're dependent. We're 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 have our hands out for begging. I call that a curse. Alright, one of our, our, our visions is to see the hands of begging turn, uh, begging turn to hands of, of blessing. Yeah. So, so uh, I believe that this season in this country it's more than an election. I believe this is a time when the saints of God will see a nation rise. And will rise in such a way that it cannot be credited to a political ideology. Uh, be, only be credited to God. In fact, I don't want to, you know, the people talking about how this is the end times and Jesus coming soon. And, you know, every generation actually says that ever since Jesus, by the way, by the way. All right. And all the signs have lined up for every generation perfectly. All right. But I do believe that this is a most unusual time. But regardless of your opinion on the matter, one thing I want for sure to see happen is I want to see the land get blessed before we, we, uh, we are caught up to meet him in the air. Amen. The, 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 one of the words that uh, glory, when it talks about the glory of the Lord, there's, there's many words that's used to describe glory. One is like the kabod, the heaviness and the weight of God like we experienced in worship. But the other one is when the full manifestation and potential of a thing is realized. Like a flower, when it's in full bloom, that's the glory of the flower. What we are seeing and see in this country, we have to realize when we came particularly to Ethiopia, I know that there's better preachers than me, more anointed preachers than me. There's a lot of power here. But one thing that I realized when we came, we did not come like to add, like if there's a hundred churches to be church number 101, there's enough preachers, there's enough ministry. But what we focused on is, is to find the missing piece and fit that so that God, God's body would, would be complete. And one thing that's been true since the revival of the 60s in this country is that the power has been wonderful, strong, and amazing. But the land has not been blessed yet. Okay? And I think that that is our contribution. The the blessing of the land. The the blessing of the land. Because also, one reason why the, the land is not blessed uh, I, like we have amazing services, like jumping through the roof, breakthrough, deliverance. You, you know what I'm talking about, all right? But we go out of that service and the land is still cursed. There, there's like, what's missing? And I realize that God's blessing does not follow the anointed service. The Bible says, when the brothers dwell together in unity, there I will pour out my blessing. Hallelujah. Black Blessing follows unity. Amen, and I believe that God is helping us to do something a little bit unique, in the fact that by the time we're done, we won't just be blessed; the land will be blessed, the whole land will be blessed. Hallelujah! (laughs) Praise the Lord. So we're going to uh, we're going to pray for our nation today. Silver and gold, I don't have. Silver and gold, you don't have. Actually, silver and gold is useless here. It's been poured out ever since, you know, the founding of any kind of aid. It's always been poured. Silver and gold, not only do we not have it, we don't need it either. Mm. But such as I have, give I thee. Today, as the people of God, as the righteous of God, hallelujah. We come to this lame man called Ethiopia. This lame lame man called Africa. We reach down in Jesus' name using the authority that is given us and we lift a nation up. Go and vote for tomorrow. Do your duty as a citizen. But understand it's not the vote that is going to change the nation. It is what we do right now as the children of God. Hallelujah. Our prayer is more powerful than our vote. We will see a blessing. We will see a breakthrough. And so we're going to all join together by faith today and we're going to pray. Amen. And I believe the Lord will release something from the house of God. There's some things that won't happen in, uh, without the, the, the saints of God intercession. Ahab, king Ahab was a good king, but he could not bring the rain. And he had to go look for Elijah. Amen? We are the Elijah today. We're going to bring the rain. I said we're going to bring the rain. So these uh, people is going to be representing the... The nation, we're going to pray in four different directions representing the north, south, east, and west. We thought that was better than doing each and every tribe because that gets complicated. Okay, so this just represents north, south, east, and west. All right, and we're just going to declare some things to this lame man. Amen. And let let a glory be released. Let a glory of, of the potential be released. Uh, do your proposals do your policy do your work but understand that even even scripture says it's not by might it's not by power it's by the spirit of god if there is an idea that is to be tabled let it be sourced in the spirit of god let god give ideas like he gave to joseph to solve the problems that are so complicated the corruption that is has such a history tribalism that is just destroying not only this nation but the continent let a spring of living water flow
1: out of this nation can we all rise up and at least stretch your hand towards your friend the right and we're going to just believe god tomorrow as pastor said is election monday but it is already decided the church has decided. The righteous have decided. That God's plan and God's purpose for the nation will be accomplished tomorrow. And as a result, not only this nation, Africa as a whole would rise up. Africa as a whole would rise up. The land will be prosperous. Our people will be blessed with ideas. Good ideas. So that we can farm the land and dig our minds. No more begging will rise up to be a blessing to the nations. Can you join me? Can we join together? And not only just pray for Ethiopia, pray for Africa. We are here. It's amazing. We we are representing nations from across the world and across Africa. Let's take this opportunity. Father God, stretch your hand to God, to one another. How we are grateful this morning There is something fresh in the air. God is blowing winds of righteousness, hope in place of despair. Thank you, Father, for what we hear and what we see. Only God could make such things happen in this land. Thank you, Father, for the gathering of the politicians wishing to each other the best for them. For the direction for their future, but we as a body of Christ in the church, we also come together, raise our hands to you, O oh God, and pray, let righteousness come down with a conviction so that oh God we as the body of Christ would know who we are in Christ and determine the destiny of nations because because God has declared goodness. Kindness and mercy to follow all the time of our lives. Father, there's going to be an election tomorrow. But we covenant with you, right, even before that happens. Expressing the desire of our heart. We want a land, yes, blessed with honest candidates and an honest and straightforward election. Yes, we desire that. But Father, more than that, we also pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that there would be a conviction, a righteous conviction falling upon our nation so that that righteousness, that righteous conviction will get rid of corruption and injustice. For righteousness exalts a nation. And so, Father, we ask you in the name of the Lord Jesus, go before every individual tomorrow. I pray, Father, somehow, as they stretch out their hand to put their ballot in the ballot box, Father, there will be a conviction. Yes, my hand has also other responsibilities to do. To be raised before you so that honesty, diligence, excellence, and integrity would fall upon my nation. So be it in Africa, so be it in Ethiopia. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, as the people of God, the church of Jesus Christ, Lord, who would come? Who would come as we heard this morning? That really, really, really the key idea is when the saints come together dwell in unity. Help us. Help us as a church across the nation that we would be one in Christ. would speak a language of love, kindness, and mercy towards each other. Thank you As we plead before you, we believe you have gone before us. And we will be amazed at the wonderful thing that God is about to do. But from here we accept and receive our victory by faith in Jesus' name. We pronounce God's blessing upon our nation, upon Africa. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, I also pronounce your blessing upon your people. The Lord bless you. The Lord shine his face upon you. The Lord go before you with strength, hope and determination and confidence to be that which God has set you to be. The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God bless you with hope. God bless you with joy. God bless you with excitement so that wherever you are, whatever you touch, the blessings of the lord would flow out of you to bless others in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit and all of god's people say amen give him praise give him praise give him praise give him praise give him praise